everybody, this is Gabrightman. Welcome to part three of our conversation with with Chief. Very excited. Oh yes, it's a three parter. We haven't had a three parter since oh my goodness, before twenty eighteen. B the B with the B. That's what that's the one. So he's um, a nice chap. So. Exactly. Yeah. Still if in you, the dungeon. Though. If you haven't heard parts one and two of this conversation, go back and listen to those. Um, if you have. I would still say go back and listen to the very first episode we ever put out, which is episode zero. We titled it 56 Games in 63 Minutes. Because Where the Chief walks out after 10 minutes. Because this that was the first episode that we had with the Chief. That was six months ago. That's almost half a year. He was he was here at the beginning. Wasn't he? He was. Well, I was indeed. I he, was is indeed yeah. the, he is an OG waffler. Well. How does yeah. that make you feel? Um, I'll be honest with you. It's... Uh... It's a double-edged sword. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm trying to minimise my waffling, and you've increased it, really. So, uh, but um, yes, <laughs> thank, thank you. I forgot what were we gonna we were gonna talk about. Oh wait, no, no, hey, yeah, hey, hey, here it comes, here it comes. Oh, it's my cue. Oh, hang on, just give me a second. You realise this sounds vaguely I, sexual, right? I know, I know. Just it's so so many memories. I can confirm nothing sexual is going on. I'll let you know. You don't know. <laughs> you, don't, you don't know where my third hand is. Oh, uh, oh. I just revealed some. Anyway, so. That's my cue. So you mentioned top five Saturn games I've actually played in an honourable mention. That's what I so, would like you to do, right? So I, just just for a little bit of history for the folks who didn't listen to what I said at the end of the previous parts and the beginning of this one, we want people to go back and listen to them. But we have had the revelation that um, Chief has never played a Sega Saturn game in his life. He may have played some of the arcade games, but he's never sat down in front of a Sega Saturn and played a game on the Sega Saturn. It is now Squidgy's job to go through five Sega Saturn games that he has played. That is the rule. He has to have played these games. And, excuse me. So he has to have <laughs> played these five games. And he's going to discuss <laughs> what's Sorry. so great about these games. And then he can have one honourable mention of a game that he may not have played. At the end. Yep. So it's got to be those five games. And then one honourable mention of a game that he may have played or may not have played. And then he's going to describe these games and stuff about them to Chief... And then we're going to see whether Chief would be interested in playing one of these games. And if he is... Well, I can already tell you I'm not interested. I've, 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 <laughs> I've, 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 I've well, if that's the case... Well, anyway, I'd like to hear the five suggestions. You don't get your sticker now. That's oh, it. No, actually, I've already got it. So yeah, it's well, too late. Chief, you can bring it back. It made it sound like a challenge sales pitch, but no, I'm not going to bother. I'm just going to put that out there as well. I'm going to cover up my, my, my oh, hands like this, right? Anyone who agrees to be on the podcast... Gets a set of stickers. They are very, very, very rare waffling tailor stickers. What's what's considered a set? Also, I might add Ooh. something I've actually got going. I haven't told Caprogram I'm going to do this. Oh no! People who are recurring guests, mm. so more than once. So like Chief. Oh, like Chief. Thank no, you. like Thank from you. this point on. Oh right, okay. I'm going to make him a badge. 
Oh, like a and pin badge. And how to make badges. Okay, well, yeah. yeah. So, Squidgey's going to be like an insanity award, isn't it? So, <laughs> so it's, like, it's like a prize for being on the Waffling Tailors. So, you be on the Waffling Tailors once, you get a sticker, or a set of stickers, maybe two or three if you want. They go on it <laughs> twice, you get a badge. Mm. I wonder what it would be for three times. Maybe a copy of ET or something. I'm, anyway. I'm going to have to be honest with you. This sounds like a pyramid scheme on your 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 behalf. How is it on our behalf? You get loads of stuff. We have to fork out for the stuff. You get free stuff. Oh How yeah, pyramid scheme. Yeah, right. It's like the just, just give just give your name, blood type, email address, and bank details. Exactly. <laughs> and if one of them's lucky, <laughs> we enter all these details into a lucky game. <laughs> Remember, if the product is free, you're the product. Right yeah. then, so <laughs> that's literally it. If the product is free, right. you're the product. Right, so, so your top five satin games. So what I'm going to do? I've only got three of these though. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll make a stat. Most yeah, ones I've played. Yeah, 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 yeah. Physical yeah. copies of these. Let's let's go. So, Squidgey, are you ready? Do you have your list? <clears throat> yes. Chief, are you ready? I am ready. I'm ready. Okay, here we go. Five. Virtual Fighter 2, not the first one. Virtual Fighter 2, it's it's the game where you had... I can't remember the name of the secret character now. The one that was underwater, that was a load of metal. Oh, I CRS, anyway. But Virtual Fighter 2, before it got all, you know... Um, Weird ways to uh, block. So it, it went the same phrase as Dead or Alive, you can only block in certain directions, certain attacks. Virtual Fighter 2, it had a, a myriad of different characters, and it was, especially on the, the Saturn, for what it was, and how the pad was, it was. I found Virtual Fighter on the second one, but especially the second one, easier to play on a Saturn bag because you had six buttons and two shoulder buttons. So you had. If you did what I refer to as um, Sega Wrist. In the previous episode. Yep, check out the previous episode of the podcast. Um, it, was easier to, it was easier to play fighting games. It basically, Chief's looking very confused at me. You have like six buttons. It's a six-button pad. Mm. And what you do is, I'm, I, I explained roughly in the previous one, right, but no problem, it, was, no it was very easy for Sagaris to work on it. But it had um, the difficulty curve was was okay. It, it, it rewards you at learning things instead of just pushing the right combos at right times. It, it, it physically... It would make you want to, yeah, Dural. Dural, that was the one. It would, it would make you want to go back and practice some more because it, it, re- it rewarded dedication, practice to learn um, fighting moves. Not like you do a, a weird combo where you spin around the room and kick a dog in the face just to do a special move. Which Street Fighter, I'm looking at you, the later ones. Um, but it had some very s- simplish move sets and combos. It was obviously satin graphics, but it had a very nice sense of progression. Until you got to Dural, which you were fighting things underwater and you could get ring outs. And if you jumped, there was a good chance you could kick straight off the stage. So every character could breathe underwater or something. But it was it was definitely good for a Saturn. But it was one of the more memorable fighting games for the Saturn. Uh, definitely in my top five. Out of five, unfortunately. There are better games. Mm. There are definitely... Go, go on, go on. Games. Continue, continue. Yeah. Four. Four would have to be... I didn't play it much, but I'd be remiss if I didn't mention it. Nights into Dreams. Mm-hmm. 
never heard of it. It's I to this day I still don't know what it is. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's your two main characters. They had a nightmare and you had to help them in the dream because you played Knight or Knight as the character, the purple jest-headed thing. And you were timed and you had to do certain things. I to this day I still have no clue how to play it. Mm. I'll be perfectly honest. I really don't. And, but yet you're recommending this as I rec- a. <laughs> I, recommend, I recommend it because it was an exclusive experience for the Sega Saturn. Mm. It was. It wasn't on any. I mean, you can play it on. Um, it came out on Xbox Arcade, mm. so I'm fully intending on getting that and figuring out how to play it. But it's it's on Saturn. It's like original equipment. That kind of mm. thing. All all I seem to remember about it is you flew a lot and you had to go through rings and collect stuff and do boss fights but it was it was a very weird experience although I know from what people have told me it helped them when they were younger to deal with like stress mm. and anxiety and stuff but I never understood it because when I got that game I must have been about seven mm-hmm. maybe eight and I didn't understand it. it was like button bash instant reaction but maybe now you, now you I, have I could understand that could get into it but then I didn't have a clue yeah it's it's a really Calming experience. Yeah. So if you like, if you're fed up of like playing a video game, where you're like, oh no, I have to push the button and save the person, and no, yeah. then go play Nights into Dreams because it's it's quite it's a really calm, simple. It's, it's kind of like a flight simulator. It feels like really. the opposite of God of War. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's kind of like a flying simulator, flight simulator type thing, isn't it? Because you you float, or you're obviously you're in dreams. Mm. And you float and you do stuff and there's a lot of scenery to look at and it's quite nice and you get combos and stuff. Mm. So you could go like the first few levels just to repeat and it's a real relaxing, relaxing experience. An experience more than a game? It's yeah, it, it has game elements in it. Kind of in the same way that Flower for PS3 is an experience. Oh. Kind of like that. So it's, I've it's, actually never sat down and played one of those. But I, 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 I would. I, I, it's, it's, it's definitely an early example of an experience more than a game. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. More experience than a game. But it's, it's, it is a very calming, relaxing experience. But mm. I, back then, I was in the, 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 the thing of go on it, button bash, and you know, continue. So mm. I, I didn't appreciate it for what it was. Yes. I have it on the Saturn, I believe. But I I never really got into it because I couldn't really understand it yeah. when I was younger. Yeah. Um, I, I never got like the the full majesty of the experience. Yeah. Um, but I definitely recommend it because it is a quintessential Saturn experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which until like you had it on the arcade, a game for arcade for the three sixteen, like the Xbox One, like, mm-hmm. compatible. Nobody ever understood that, and it came out on the the Wii U as well. Mm. Uh, uh, edition on the Wii U. I think it's on Arcade. Mm. I'm probably wrong, but it don't matter. Yeah, anyway, anyway. Yeah, yes, so, not, so that was number four. That was not definitely number four, so I can cross that middle. Three! Blazing Dragons. Now, it wasn't exclusively for the Saturn. It was, you could play it on um, the PS1 as well. But I played it on... I, yeah. <laughs> but I played it on the Saturn originally, and it's, it's a point-and-click adventure game surrounding around you players um flicker and you're a dragon you're an inventor right and it was you played as dragons and you had to do um a bit of a, a puzzle at the beginning you had to set the kitchen up you had to clean dishes because you wanted to be a squire and a knight but you were given the mission of cleaning the dishes in, in the royal um, kitchen mm. so you set up certain things to so it'd clean itself via steam power and mm. then you could leave and you had to retrieve the four knights 
mm. get them to come back. And it was it was it was a very very funny um, point and click game surrounding around you. You played as dragons, mm. and the main enemy was Sir George, who was a human, who had a, a wizard called Mervin, and he wanted to steal jewels that dragons used as food, but he wanted to take over the kingdom. And mm-hmm. the, the, there was a dragon king that ruled the kingdom. And it's just certain characters in the game, certain um, comedic places. You go to a insane... You go to a little cottage where fairy tale characters go when they have a breakdown. Mm-hmm. So you have um, Rapunzel, who can't stand hair. So she's got a massive pair of clippers and she keeps clipping off hair because she believes her hair's growing when she's bald absolutely bald you have um, the Pied Piper who believes that if he doesn't stop playing the pipe rats will eat him alive mm. um, you have I think there's a third one there you have uh, a guy who believes he's a toad mm-hmm. but he's a natural guy and he'll sit there just eating flies all day and that's where that insane asylum is where the brainiest of the dragons is so you have to figure out a way to get him out um, um, and it's it's just it, it's got a lot of Surprisingly, a lot of pop culture references, a lot of tropes in there as well. But it's if you enjoyed like Discworld and Discworld Two, the humour in that, mm. it's very similar. It's set in a different universe, so you play as, as dragons, and it's it's really quite fun. And some of the you have like mini games in it, but some of the the way you solve puzzles are quite out there. You have to think outside the box. You really have to think outside the box for them. Um, also, there's a dance contest with a guy who who was meant to be Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> in a bar. And when you've got that dance contest, the first time I played it, it, it has a picture of a satin pad in mm-hmm. the background, and you have to match his dance moves. And it's, it's really quick. So it's, it's, it's very secret Monkey Island. Yes, very secret Monkey Island, but it's set around dragons and humans and that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, you've got like um, just a few things to mention. You've got um, Sign Washers Union. Mm. Um, you've got a clinically depressed pizza chef. Mm-hmm. Um, you have um, a canary in a mine who gets that bored that he falls asleep on his perch and people think the mine's poisonous. You've got Lady of the Lake, um, a version of the Lady of the Lake. Imagine, awesome. imagine if the imagine if the Arthurian legend was written by Monty Python. Yes, and, and fantastic. It, yeah. yeah, instead of it being um, the the Holy Grail, that what they did was they swapped the humans and the dragons around. Yes, that's uh, essentially it, the, that's essentially the point of the game. Yeah, uh, it needs to be played, doesn't it? To, that, it's a, a little, I, I seem to remember little, you little. played a little bit of this because I put it on my um, my GPD. And oh, maybe so. Yeah, maybe so. It was so, released maybe. on the PlayStation as well. Yeah. And though, even though the PlayStation had a memory card support, it used the password system, yeah. which was just daft. Yeah. Oh, you mean so for... So your progress uh, was stored in a password. Oh, that's yeah. ridiculous, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's, that's one of the things you could do. But yeah, it's it's definitely if... I mean, this is obviously before the resurgence of point-and-click games, which happened a while ago. Um, it was definitely a shining gem mm. in the same lines of if you liked um, Discworld, if you like... Um, Monkey Island. Monkey Island, even if you liked things like... Um, oh, I can't remember it. Um, George Dobat. Yeah, yeah, Broken Sword. Broken Sword, yeah. yeah. Even if you like games like that, it's got a lot of humour in it, but it, it's the answers to the puzzles are there. you just got to find them. Yeah. I think this is... For me, it's a genre that sort of passed me by, really. It, it's just... Um, 
it, it, it's not high on my preference. This I'll make of that what you will, but um, okay. it, it, it's, um, it's it, there, there's, there tends to be a hell of a lot of humour in it. Yeah, it yeah, does. and it's yeah, especially in Blazing Dragons, it's just fantastic from start to finish. The problem with uh, with point and click games is the point and click adventure games. You need to have a lot of humour. You need to have something really. Sick. Otherwise, you know, you're clicking on the same thing fifteen times, and it why isn't this working? Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, because so, the, yeah. the the gameplay is weaker, isn't it? Essentially, mm-hmm. so well. Uh, you 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 need you need another draw, don't you? Yeah, exactly. it, it's more like a book in in that sense. So yeah. like, um, uh, so which yeah. number are we up to? Two. This is a game where if you put the the disc in a, a high fi and you skip the first track, you've got the in-game tracks. Oh. So he instantly knows what so, I'm talking about here. No, I don't. so with a lot of like we said earlier on in part one. Remember, go back to part one. With a lot of the games for the Sega Saturn, what you could do is you could put the disc... This was specifically a Sega Saturn thing. Yeah. You could put the disc into a hi-fi and listen to the music. In fact, you could do that with PlayStation games. You could do that with some PlayStation games, yeah. So, like, uh, Tomb Raider, the entire soundtrack was on the <laughs> In fact, I discovered that, uh, <laughs> you know, Final Fantasy VIII mm-hmm. and the Fei Wong song from it. Yes. If you put, I think it's disc three in, you had the full song. Eyes on me. Yeah, it's a really, really, it's a really good song. Did you not realise it was Fair One? No, I didn't oh, know Fair One was at that point. There you go, then. Fair oh, enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You were going on that was Blitz. With the, with the Sega Saturn discs, and they continued this on for the uh, Dreamcast ones, you could also put them into a PC or a Mac or any kind of computer. Other media is available. Yeah, a, <laughs> a computer with an optical yeah, 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 yeah. And there would often be sort of secret bonus things on there like wallpapers mm. or messages from the developers or this things is a like Dreamcast that. disc yeah but you yes, so you had like that. wallpapers for your computer or you'd have a yeah. character out or you'd have a text file with like hey well done for finding this or yeah. something kind um, of early strikes yeah. yeah but you would put the so Squidgy's talking about putting the game into a hi-fi and push and play and you could skip the first track because the first track was the data which would be read as a C, as as if it was CD audio so you'd get that horrible <laughs> Yeah, so we'll skip over that. So you put the CD into the high five squidgy, you push play, what happens? You get a track called Supersonic Racing. Not the best one on the soundtrack, but I mean, for me, the best one on the soundtrack is Back in Time. I'm obviously talking about the game Sonic R, which is. First Sonic racing game. Oh, no. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes, my friend. Oh, yes. The game where you've got five bonus characters. Oh, yeah. Like a rip-off of Mario Kart. Pretty much. <laughs> except, except almost all but one of the characters are running. Uh, all, but, all but two of the characters are running. So it's, it's like a... Amy and Robotnik. Yeah. yeah. So you, you, you could play as iconic characters. So you had, let me see if I remember this. You had Amy, Robotnik, Sonic, Tails and Knuckles. Five characters. Five mm-hmm. characters to choose from. Yep, that's and, about it. And you could unlock five extra ones. Yes. Including Metal Sonic. Mm-hmm. And each character had like pluses and minuses, so one person could corner quicker, and but they'd be slower, and one person was quicker, but they had its control. And on each stage, you had five coins that you had to collect. Mm. To find in stage while you're racing, you got to come first as well, which would unlock an extra bonus character that you got to beat at the end of that stage to mm-hmm. unlock them. And each stage also had a Chaos Emerald. 
which you've got to collect rings to get. And if you got all five Chaos Emeralds, you could play Supersonic. Mm-hmm. So you on the character select screen, you push up and you can play Supersonic. And it was... The tracks themselves were very, very fun, very bright, very reminiscent of a lot of the uh, the Mega Drive games. So a lot of the, the stages on there, so you've got like... Green Hill Zone, there was a version of that, one called Green Hill Zone, and you had one that was set in a like a chemical plant. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of highways, lots of springs, chemical plant. Then you had one set in like Aztec type things. Mm. You had one set on a like a like a um, ethereal highway, so Rainbow Road, if you imagine it from uh, yes, yes, and there was a fifth one. I can't for life, I can't remember what it was called. But each each track had a, a different uh, soundtrack to it. And the the controls are very unique, so you, your shoulder buttons would do like a, what was called a break turn. Mm-hmm. So you'd instantly just do a right or left hand turn. And the game wasn't too hard. I I completed all the tracks with all the characters, so it is possible. It just depends on you've got to edit the way you race, different tactics the way you do it, mm-hmm. and there's little shortcuts you could do and all sorts. And it it promoted exploring off the track mm-hmm. while you were trying to race and beat people, which is really weird because not many games do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it had all the like the iconic sounds, jumping, bashing people, and the rest of it. And you could you could uh, mess up your your fellow racers. You could jump on them, knock them out of the way, that kind yeah. of thing. And they could knock you out of the way. All the Mario Kart sort of stuff. Yeah, but without all the special powers. Mm. So it was just pure racing. And for me, you had like you could do multiplayer, like couch go multiplayer. There's like time attack mode. Mm-hmm. There was um, like main Grand Prix, and there was another mode as well. I think it was battle or something. And um, it was just, you could, if you knew what you were doing, you could unlock every character and Supersonic in one go. And if you didn't, you'd go back and you'd explore the track. You might come last, but you figure out how to get to secret parts of the track to get other bits, and then you'd do it. So you could go back and do it all different times and with all different characters. It is a very, very in-depth racing game. So you don't have, like, the blue shell, blue tortoise shell. You don't have any of that stuff. It, it's it's mainly on finding shortcuts and secrets and um, getting extra characters. But the problem was, if you got extra characters like a few at a time, whenever you went back to do it, the extra characters would be there racing with you instead of your standard set of characters. So if you did it all in one go, you had the standard set of characters, oh. then you unlock Sonic, and then you got all of the characters. So it was. It was kind of if you wanted to do it all in one go, it was. It'd be easier on you because the extra characters were a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. You had to be mm-hmm. a lot more on the ball. But it was definitely one of the. Apart from Sega Rally, it was definitely one of the best racing games on the Saturn. And there was a few. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm you know, Bar- Baron Daytona USA, which. Yeah, yeah. But it was definitely one of the the, the better racing games and it came out for PC as well which, which we got again didn't we I, I on the remember. explosive disc for yeah. another, the distribution explosive but it was definitely uh, yes I remember it that it was absolutely fantastic from the ground up it yeah. really was I would sit and play that all day it was one of the games where if I had to there's only two games I could do this with yeah. the, 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 the other one's coming up but I could sit there and play them forever I could be locked in a room and play them and still have a smile on my face I feel though that your ability to play them forever would be linked to partially to the nostalgia. Like, oh yeah. Like, I don't think this would be a game that that Chief could fall in love with as much as you have. <laughs> only, because, no, only because, only because, 
you didn't play it when you were ch- when you that's were right age, and and, and, and this it wasn't is... part of your sort of growing and maturing of video yeah games. yeah you know you, if you sat and played this game right now you would see it with a 21st century eyes with yes just played pillars of eternity and god of war and stuff and so like the controls as 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 good as your description is Mm. the controls would be clunky the graphics would be a bit wobbly you you can run through walls accidentally and you know what i mean well again a lot lot of people's views about best games etc a lot of lots based on context of the time yeah Yeah, like we're saying like we're saying earlier about why god of war was Received so well. You, you could actually, um, from the graphics in the game, it could actually be a mobile app. Mm-hmm. Because in Sonic Mania, the special stages on that were actually graphics from Sonic R. So it was the character from Sonic mm-hmm. and Sonic R, and you're running around mm-hmm. like three. Well, I'm sure you could play that on your mobile phone these days mm-hmm. with, with the yeah. with the processing yeah. power. Number one person that he's going to do is honorable. Okay. It's the honorable mention. It's it's only very quick. Oh, okay. Okay, so one. Well, let, let, let me ask you, Chief. Have you ever wanted <laughs> to play a game, a 3D game, where you play as a futuristic firefighter? No. Well, that's it. I've got to Join us next time, where we'll have a different guest. Shining through the starry night, we'll always stay by your side. You know what, Chief? The hell were you? I'm still finishing this list. Please do. Despite what you say, I'm yeah, still it, it really doesn't matter if I want to play it. <laughs> so, so not that clear. So, Burning Rangers, you play as um, a, one of two new recruits to a, a team of elite firefighters, basically, and they go into situations where there are people trapped in, specifically in situations where people are trapped and there's no way out. And it's slightly futuristic because you've got, like, teleporter technology to get them out. But you risk life and limb running through actual burning buildings to save people, and a, a part of the game is you've got to find them as well. Mm. And you you play as either one of I can't remember the full names, but you play as one of two characters. You either play as a guy called Shaw, very confident guy called Shaw, or a girl called Tillis. Please tell me I got them right. Mm-hmm. So Shaw or Tillis, and I only ever played as Tillis for one reason and one reason only. Playing as Tillis started my fascination with ginger hair. Well, that's not a good thing. Right? And that that evolved later on into I didn't call it ginger hair, I called it kiss by the sun. Anyway, that's going too personal, but. You start as one of them two, and you start off as training. And remembering this is a pad with no analog stick, unless you're the 3D pad, which you oh. shouldn't. Right? Oh. So you had a D-pad, six buttons, and two shoulder buttons. And the camera sort of free-aimed. So imagine you're playing, for example, it's not exactly the same, but imagine a Warriors Origin game, where you had no control over the camera. Mm. But the only control over the camera you had was L and R, because it was one button each. And that turned the camera 90 degrees in one direction. Oh, okay, sure. that's it. That was the controller, and it was like a fully three D game. But you're a firefighter. Mm. Brilliant. And the intro, especially the intro for the game, it was only part of the song because like there was a soundtrack for it. But it was all animated, like an actual animation. So I, I started first time I put it, and I thought I'm going to watch a cartoon here, anime cartoon. I'm going to watch a cartoon. This is awesome. And it had a, a full um, CD quality. Yeah, it had a full soundtrack to it like three or four tracks where they had people singing on it and all the rest of it so it wasn't just music it had like proper singing like proper music on it and uh, you went through uh, like a train in the beginning and it was four stages you started off you, you ran into a chemical plant 
that was on the verge of full explosion to save people. Then you were in an underwater facility where to save people for, before the facility was going to explode and permanently be underwater. Then you were in a space station. Okay. You were in a space station where you had to save people. And then the fourth stage was a weird mix of the third and fourth because you landed, some, you got teleported somewhere and you had no contact absolutely no contact with your team and the person you had contact with was called Chris mm. and she was like the mastermind and what she'd do well not the mastermind she was the team leader and what she would do is she'd have full blueprints and one of the buttons you pushed you say Chris help me out and she'd tell you where to go the main part of the mission but you could go to different areas to save people to get a better grade and um, in the fourth stage you'd lose contact with her so you basically do what you thought was right until eventually you got in contact with her at the end of each stage there was a boss a firefighting game where you fight bosses, right? But you, you, the the main the main thing about the game is you had a like a, a laser on your arm. You had a jetpack. It's all part of the the, the the gameplay. But you had a laser on your arm, and you could charge up the laser to destroy fires completely. Mm. Or you could, certain fires you had to charge up, and if they were normal fires, you could shoot them mm. like very quickly, and you get crystals. And the crystals was your basically your your, your life force. So kind of like Sonic. If you get hit, you lose crystals. It true. Yeah, but you'd use ten crystals to transport someone, mm. injured person. You transport the, the people that were trapped out, and then you continue trying to get trying to keep the the fire level in the building down, mm. so you could go save more people and then go to the exit. And it was the controls were a little bit fiddly to begin with, but it was one of those ones you got used to it. If someone was watching, you, you looked awesome because you well, were just bouncing. All I'm guessing this was still a D-pad game, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, D-pad. So. So, well, the interesting thing is that they used the same engine as Nights Into Dreams. And really? Na- yep, and Nights oh. Into Dreams was released with the 3D controller. So the 3D controller was um, it was a standard sort of shaped controller, but it was kind of big and bulbous towards the top. It went around in a big circle and opened that. So you had your you know your hands would be down. I'll I'll post a picture in the in the show notes. But your hands would be down here, and then you'd have this 3D thing up. It, it was really uncomfortable. And the L and R, the L and R were actually triggers. They weren't like buttons, they were full on triggers yeah, in the back, yeah. so you'd hold it kind of like a pad. Yeah, very uncomfortable eventually. So, so you're saying the, the, the way that Xbox and PlayStation pads are now. Yeah, that was, was like it, a was 3D it pad, but it was, but it was, it was really bulky. So I'm just showing. Uh, um, I'm just looking at a picture of it. Oh dear. I'm pretty yeah. sure I've got one of them, but I don't use it. I just refuse to. Oh, that's awful. It's, yeah. Um, but the. the as, as I say, you have like main crux of the game, certain mechanics and what have you, and when you get trained. I'm pretty sure at a certain point a program can Yeah, well, I think it's familiarity, you, you, isn't it? You, if you, you learn to play yeah. with it, you, 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 you're all right. You, you get introduced to two of the characters that are, in, that are on your team, which is Reed Phoenix, which... Lead. Or Lead. So, I don't know the full story, but I think part of the audio, the English audio dub, was redone and slightly rewritten. So, depending on which stage you're playing, when people talk to Lead Phoenix... They call him Lead Phoenix, and sometimes they call him Reed Phoenix. Okay, because of the LR. Yes, thing with, with yeah, and he, and I'll call him Lead. Why not? Lead Phoenix was very confident in his job, and he, he always expected excellence. People, he always just said, "Yeah, of course, I'm going to do it, no problem." And then things had happened. Then you'd have a guy called Big, not to be confused with Big from Sonic. This was a guy who used to be an on-earth firefighter, so he was massively built, and he had a mechanical mohawk. It's the best way I can describe it. 
Mm-hmm. Right, and he would teach each character would teach how to do things. And one of the things we would do is it teach you how to jump and uh, use your jetpack, but change the uh, camera angle at the same time, so you could jump and do things really fast. And then leader teach you um, how to transport people out. No, he didn't. He taught you how to do the backflip. Well, I'll get into that in a second. The character you didn't choose in the beginning would teach you how to transport people because they show you first. Now the transporting out thing. How you did that, or how you backflipped, was a very, very clever mechanic, but it was also the bane of your game. Because you get an audio cue for when you're in danger. Here we go. And what you have to do is you have to push back on the D-pad and you backflip. Mm. No matter where you was. And if you were trying to platform with no control over the camera and you randomly backflipped, you could go all the way down to the bottom. Some stages did that, and you had a choice. You either backflipped, or you could almost take the damage and keep trying to go go through. It was it was a choice you had to make, and you got used to it in the end. But it was a very clever mechanic because if you if you didn't put out fires, the explosions would become more prominent. Yes. If you kept the fires down, the explosions wouldn't be as prominent, and you had more chance of getting through areas. But if you just ran through it completely, you'd have more explosions. It'd be more dangerous. You could save less people, so you had to weigh it up. Especially if you're trying to find areas, you know. Um, and it was kind of thing where the game had four different save slots for your progression. And it had a password system as well. It was also the first game that I played where the better you did, the better grade you got. And at the end of it, I'm pretty sure at the end of it, if you got A's on every level, because the game was meant to be co-op originally, um, you could play as two different characters Mm-hmm. who had green and blue hair and they are meant to be two different protagonists. I'm com- I might be co- They had really weird names. I'm not going to try and pronounce them because I'll butcher them because it's Japanese names. Um, but in the password system, mm-hmm. you could play as either Lead, Big or Chris in the levels you've already played. Mm-hmm. But you wouldn't have the atmospheric story to it. The, you'd have the music playing in the background. Is it, sorry, is this a story-driven game? Yeah, it is. It's a very, very story-driven game. Uh, you, you could play as them and you'd have like music in the background. You could still ask Chris for help mm. to tell you where to go, but you'd just have music playing instead. It's like bonus, you know, passwords. Uh, and, you'd, and you'd go through it yeah. in but much it was, the same style was, as an RPG. Can't, well, not... Well, it was, mm. For each... What was, what's really cool about it is for each of the... So you've covered that you rescue people, haven't you? I was just about to mention this. Okay, yeah, so, you know. so you have to... So, the way you rescue people is you have to put out so many fires to collect mm. these crystals. The, power, the crystals power your teleportation system. And then when you find a survivor, you use five, ten, ten. crystals ten. to send them back, back to, to the main ship to oh. rescue them. Because oh, that's I the see. whole point of the game is to rescue as many people so as possible. Because you research and rescue yeah. squad of so that go into dangerous situations. For every single person that you rescue, mm-hmm. you get... When you go back to the main menu after you finish the level, you get a message from them, like an email from them. Yes, thank you. Thank you for saving me. Or, yeah. or because of you saving me, I can you know I can go on and get married or whatever. Yeah. And some of them did say. Um, I remember one in particular. It was um, I still had any contact from my brother. He was working in the underwater place, and yeah. that was from the first level. So, so the reference some from the second level. Yeah. Or some of them were. Did you manage to save Jeff on level two? Like no. sub level two of that level. Yeah. No, no, there are. There are some where you have to go through, go back to the same yeah. le- get same stage of to, the to unlock the chance to go to a, save. a different route. So basically, you're an emergency response team. Yes, and and, and every, every week or every 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 bit of the plot that there's a there's a space station on fire 
there's a chemical plant on fire and then there's uh, a place there was a research facility underwater that's mm-hmm. got ma- massive explosions going on the more explosions the more of it fills with water so mm-hmm. you, you basically are on a time and the story would continue through this yes mm-hmm. and so. when you started each stage your character would like jump in and you have like a backpack mm. and you get like a rough you get Chris saying right you do this you do that and he's like tell us or show your, your mission what you've got to do is do this mm-hmm. and in certain in certain stages you do different things so the first stage is playing vanilla you save people you find different places you do different bits and then you fight a boss which was a plant on the first one right I can't remember. Right. So then you fight your boss and then that's it. On the mm. second stage, you're underwater and you're told at a certain point, right, come out. Mm-hmm. There's no way you can get there in time, come out. And there's a dolphin mm-hmm. that flicks you halfway across the map to where to where the others are and where they're struggling. Mm-hmm. And Chris says, I don't know how you got there, but now you're here, make yourself useful, do this and you do that. In the third stage, when you're on a space station, there's a kid that's trapped. And in a certain area... I always remember this, it took me ages to do it. In a certain area, it's full of fires, mm. and your backpack's useless. Mm-hmm. It takes a knock, and it needs time to recharge. So what you do is you put this kid on your back, who's talking to her while you're doing it, and you've got to walk this tightrope in this area where there's explosions going all, all over the place, and there's fire all over the place, and you've got to be really dead on, using a D-pad. Mm. You know? when, when the explosion happens, the screen shakes as well. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So it's it's not as if you're leaning to either side. You've just got to stop and wait. So it was it was back then. It was a real test of nerve. Yeah. You know, and um, especially that little kid. He's got such a personality. Mm-hmm. I loved him. When you play as Tillis, one of the questions is, "Have you got a boyfriend?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like six. Have you got a boyfriend? Oh, it made me chuckle. Well, I um, can see you both really enjoyed this. Oh yeah. So, no. so, it's. So this one would be one that you'd have to play to really... Yeah, to yeah it's difficult it's, to... It's difficult to, to describe, and yeah. it's difficult to get across, and it's difficult to imagine. Yeah. I mean, but the key bits I'm trying to trying to think out it's, it's are, are the gameplay elements. The, the stuff with... Um, I, feel, I feel it's difficult to describe story, because it's really something... Well, it, 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 it's better It's better delivered by the medium, isn't it? Mm. But, but by someone repeating story, it. it. It, it, you you lose part of it. So, but so uh, what I'm trying to grasp is the gameplay elements of it. Mm. The, the, uh, rather they, they than were the they were fiddly to get used to. It took us a while, mm. but it's one of those once we not mastered it, but once we got really used to it, we would quite happily either start again mm. or replay missions constantly just just to get the hang of it. Well, yeah, not to get the hang of it, just to enjoy the level more. Now you know mm. to play it, and we could we could manipulate the level into not. Having that many explosions, the fires were down, so we could go to different areas. I mean, my question more. is, hmm? why have I never heard of this game? <laughs> because you never had a... You never uh, sad, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's one yeah. of those where every single retro fair I've been to, there's been a copy of Burning Rangers, mm-hmm. right, in pristine condition, which I've got, right, in pristine condition, and I've never seen one under £100. Really? Never. Do you, is, do you have this game? Yeah, I've got is it. it. Still have, yeah. It's it's to, to use a phrase that someone else um, said before. Someone else sent it to me in the past. Burning Rangers to find an actual copy of Burning Rangers, like finding chicken's teeth. Hmm. Presumably, yeah, really teeth. difficult to do. <laughs> yeah. But it's 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 definitely a game that I could happily play for the rest of my life if I just had one game to play, like Desert Island games. <laughs> Desert Island, just Desert Island games. Play one game for the rest of your life. Burning Rangers, Sword Resident Evil. Resident Evil 2, any of the Resident Evils, Burning Rangers. I would happily play that for the rest of my life. So what about your honourable mention? Resident Evil. Okay. Bonus game. The Saturn version of Resident Evil, for one reason only. Battletoads? No, but there was a battle arena. 
on it. There was a battle arena on it. I never actually got the Saturn version of Resident Evil, and the version I did get didn't work. So I never got a chance to play it. It's, it's just Resident Evil with slightly difficult graphical and um, different graphical and sound ways of doing things. Mm. So it wasn't really as powerful as the PlayStation version. Mm. But it's still, you can still play the game. And um, one of the things it did, where you got like bonuses for completing and you get like different costumes, mm. like the first original one, so you have different costumes, you have like a rocket launcher, the Python, that kind of thing. Um, the PC version had an AK 47 you could use mm. if you did it in under three hours. The Saturn, there was a, it was a specific room in Resident Evil, see if you can remember this. It was a room where there was a massive mirror wall and it was a big room. Mm-hmm. Do you remember it? Uh, on the first going. floor, you had to yeah. have like the armor key for it. I think so. Yeah, yeah. It's been a yeah. long, long time. In, since in the director's cut, you'd use there was an offshoot. There was a door in there. Once you mm. go through there, where you could change costume. Once you oh out, yes, yes, you yes, know yes, that yes. Yeah, yeah, the mirror. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In the Saturn so. version, once you completed it, and I think you had to do it in under four hours or maybe three. I can't remember. You unlock something called battle mode, and it was a, a round by round thing. And I can't remember if you got pickups in the room or not. But mm. you get a set amount of equipment. A set amount of items, and you start off and it'd be like stage one, one zombie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stage two, two zombies, yeah. stage three, three zombies. Then it'd be stage four, one dog, yeah, two dog, three dog. Then it'd be hunters, one hunter, two hunter, three hunters. Then you'd have the chimeras, you know, from like the 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 the, the black um spiny things from the the laboratory that are in the boiler room. Oh, wow, yeah. yeah so you'd have yeah. one, then two, then three, and then it end with Tyrant. You have to fight Tyrant in that room. And it was just like a, a continuous survival mode, battle mode, and I never played that. And I am going to track down a copy of that game. I'm going to sit down, I'm going to play it, I'm going to complete it, and then I'm going to play a battle mode and get my butt kicked and love every second of it. <laughs> but that's my honourable mention because I never played Resident Evil on the Saturn. Yeah. Or the Saturn version. It's the one version I haven't played. Um, but I've always wanted to play a battle mode, and I know you can get it on Saturn because I've got a copy, but it doesn't work, unfortunately. This might be this being your list, Squidgy. Um, I am disappointed that Command and Conquer is not part of it. Well, it's my thought, my top five. I thought I thought that would make it in in It's the only version of Command and Conquer I can actually play. There's a Saturn version. But as you as you well know, I've stated in the past. I'm pretty sure I've stated it on. The you're not. You're well. not. You're not. A, you're I'm not, not an, an RTS, RTS guy. Yeah, I'm yeah. not an RTS guy. I'm really not. <laughs> I, I can scrape through. I can play like Age of Empires. Yes. And Command and Conquer. Yes. Anything other than that, I can't do it. It's the, a bit. Yeah. The, the only sort of offshoot of RTS is that I can play that are sometimes similar are games in a similar gameplay style to things like Titan Quest or Diablo, where you've got the same. Oh, where you've got the same yeah. camera angle but mm. you're controlling one person and it's like a, a progression yeah I know what you're saying yeah. I, can't, I can't do resources I can't do research I can't do base building yeah you, you're in, not in a that business. style I, you, I just can't do it that's why I can't play games like Starcraft although I want to give it a go uh, um, I played Command and Conquer Red Alert 3 and that turned into World of Warcraft RTS version. It's pants. <laughs> um, well, each 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 unit has a secondary power, and you've got yeah, to be really quick at it. There's, 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 no, there's no room to learn, really. By um, by Red Alert Three, the 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 the, the golden age of uh, the RTS had well passed, and mm. Red Alert Three. But really I mean, I, I didn't mention it because it was the top three that I played, and I didn't get to play that until quite late on when I sat on a front limit. Mm, mm. So it wasn't it wasn't it was actually yours. It, was, it, it wasn't actually mine. 
Neither was the first time I played Blazing Dragons, but I, I acquired it later on. Mm. But I didn't have Command and Conquer in there because it's not a game that I could sit down and play again. Mm. I could quite happily now as an adult. When I was a kid, it, it infuriated me. I'll be honest. It was it was it was one of the games that made me table flip rage quit <laughs> as a young kid. Um, but this is just my top five. There are a myriad of games, myriad, uh, a plethora of games for the Saturn that were exclusive that were just so so brilliant. Um, well, how about a top ten blog post from yourself on? Games that either you have that games that you have played that are fab that you would recommend to anyone, and three or four honourable mentions of games that you haven't played, like Resident Evil, like Command and Conquer, that are there are a few others. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can do, do that. that. Yeah, I can bring that in. You I heard it here for first, folks. This will be kind. There was going to be about three or four honourable mentions. Um, I was going to mention one game in particular I played a lot, but I got stuck on one level. And it just really infuriated me, but it was a it was a Saturn exclusive, mm. um, and I changed that for Virtual Fighter because I played that. Um, mm. From from my descriptions and stuff, especially the the detail I went to Burning Rangers, I don't think Kev's going to play any of these because he's not even looking at me. I, I, I don't, I don't even think uh, Chief's going to play any of these because he's not even looking at me. I've caught I've caught some 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 PS two four games that you've you've got. I mean, I've sat looking at Far Cry four. That's what's happened. What I'd like to do now is something that I tried out. Is, is this the thing we did? This is Gamer Confessions. Oh, no. So really? not, not like worst games, no, actual no. Gamer So Gamer Confessions, confessions right? It's okay. a really quick extra feature, and then I think we'll call it quits, because this is it's quite a lot. It's quite a lot. It's a lot of so, so, is, is it like... Gamer Confessions, right? How do we do this? You all don't have to go, but I'm going to go. Okay, you go. So right. I'm going to have to go as well. And you, and you get an idea of what I'm confessing about. Okay. I want a confession about something to do with your video gaming history, career, whatever you want to call it. Okay. Right? So, on an earlier podcast, go over to the website, check them out. It's the episode, um, My Favourite Games with White Mage and Red Mage. That recently came out as we were recording. It came out two or three days ago. So you're talking the May episode of uh, Waffling Tellers. I mentioned on it that I have never, ever, ever finished a Legend of Zelda game. That is not my game of confession for this time, mm-hmm. but my, that to give you an idea of what, what we're talking about. So okay, my, okay. So, my game of confession then was I have never finished a Legend of Zelda game. I've never sat through it and played it all the way through. I will, I will always say that Zelda Ocarina of Time is good. It's not the best in the series. It's good. Um, uh, and that I think that... Um, that was a definite point from the chief. I feel like <laughs> the SNES one, um, Link to the Past, yes. is so much better. I actually, the series I, peaked there, and it's been yeah. in a very, very, very rapid decline. But that's my really. Opinion. That's yeah. that is the only Zelda I've actually completed. Not fully. I didn't get all the secrets, but, but, I'm but I've that. heard people sing Breath of the Wild is the yeah. But these yeah, are people who haven't played the, the other the, ones. The, 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 mind you, if uh, if Ike would agree to come on the podcast because he's a very behind-the-scenes guy. Mm-hmm. And he, he doesn't like being recorded. In a, right. he, he has played all of the Zeldas. Well, um, you could maybe yeah. collect his opinion. Yeah. And, and he, he's hands-down said Breath of the Wild is the most fun. He well, didn't say it was the best, but it was yeah. the most fun. But So, yes, my Game of Confession previously was I have never uh, completed a 
um, Legend of Zelda game. My gamer confession this time round is it took me until 2009 to finish the original Super Mario Brothers game for the NES. I had never actually completed it before then. <laughs> 2009. Nice. Was it worth a wait? Yeah. This, this is coming from the guy who could beat the Super Mario World for the Game Boy where I couldn't. Oh man, Super Mario World was easy. Wasn't? It was. Bloody and, was not. And, and the same guy who fit, who started, um, finished, collected his thoughts, replayed it for screenshots and audio, Rygar, in eight hours. I've never played Rygar. So well, there you go. You should, you should play it. Pro tip from myself and from... Um, Joe over on the Coding Box podcast is you, you should play Rygar. It's a NES game and it's pretty cool. It's, it's easy. It's linear progression, but you need to know where to be going. But yes, so my gamer confession, doom, doom, for this episode <laughs> is um, that I, until 2009, I had never finished the original, the OG Super Mario Brothers game. Now, since you've done two of these now, can I catch up and do two? You could do two I've, if you I've want. got two. Okay. One of them I've mentioned in a blog post, just okay. briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember which blog post? Yes, I do. I'll mention it in a second. And one of them is... Let me think. Yeah, one of them is just a game that I bought and played, mm-hmm. which okay. is in the cupboard as you Oh, hey, yeah. Okay. Right. Yes, we need to do maybe an article or talk about... The cover of shame. That's what we need to do. <laughs> so maybe that could be another another episode. Yeah, and I'll That's take pictures of the peak, games. Yeah. Sneak peek for a future episode of the Waffling Tales. If we get when we get to a year, the year upload the one year anniversary episode can be a detailed teardown of the cover of shame. <laughs> and I will give a brief description of each game that I got, why I got it, and all the rest of it. Oh but dear! If you want, if you want, it's, it's it's mainly three sixty games. So yeah. right, so your two gamer confessions. <sighs> Okay, the first confession I have is the first... One second. Boom. Boom. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. I played Resident Evil Director's Cut before the first one. Before the original first one. So before Resident Evil, I played the Director's Cut first. And I played that after I was put on Resident Evil 2. I mentioned this before where I got munched in seconds. I didn't complete the first Resident Evil without cheats. I had to cheat on it. Back in the day. Back in the day. I can do it now. I, I mentioned in a podcast, uh, I mentioned in a blog post that I hadn't done that, and my thing for blog for blog posts, I don't mind saying it, is I have an argument with myself. Mm-hmm. That's how I do it. It's just a little voice that has a go at me all the time. Mm-hmm. That's how I come across. And that little voice got really annoyed with me that I didn't complete Resident Evil without cheats. Mm-hmm. And I've, recently I've gone back. I've done it before, but I've gone back. We're talking, we're talking OG Resident Evil PlayStation, aren't we? Yes. Yep. Chris Redfield. Jill Valentine. Barry Burton. Rebecca Chambers. Albert Wesker. Resident Evil. Right, so the PlayStation version. I never completed it. Actually. So I went back and I specifically completed it. I knew all of the puzzles. It was just surviving. And I figured out how to do it and I survived and I did it. So I, I got a GameShark cartridge and that's the only... Which was something you plugged into the back 
of the mm. PlayStation. That's where you plug the SV, S, S, S video adapter, so you can play S videos. Um, I got that, and that was the only the only way I could complete the very first director's cut, Resident Evil, mm. which I've completed it since. So, but before I completed it since, it was not something I was really proud of. Interesting. Um, so yeah. you're telling me that Captain Resident Evil over there, mm. right? Which is who you are. Cheated. I, I had finished Resident Evil, Resident Evil Director's Cut mm. years before you'd ever finished it without cheats. Mm. So I played it the hard way. You played it the intended way, yes. Uh, interesting. But did you ever complete it with Chris? Oh, well, okay, right, okay. Uh, here we go. <laughs> Chris is like playing God of War on God of War mode. That's what Chris on Resident <laughs> Evil is like. So I've played Chris the Intended Way then. Yeah. On both the original and the remake. Well, I completed it as Chris on, on the DS. Deadly Strike, or whatever it was called. Deadly Silence. It was, Deadly it was Silence. a slightly... That was one yeah, where the knife Yeah, it was, it was altered. But yeah, it had those... So every... You know how you got the door animations? Yes. Well, occasionally you open a door and a zombie would come out of you and yeah, you'd stay yeah. first person. You had to take the stylus out and stab the zombie. It was a knife mode. Really <laughs> fun. And blow into the cartridge to blow the zombie away if it tried to throw up on you. Ugh. Yeah, it was it was a lot yeah. of fun. And then there was a, in that mode when you fought Yawn the snake, you had to fight it with a knife. Yeah. And it got to a point where I mastered that. I knew precisely how to do it. Yeah, yeah. It took. Oh, it was just brilliant. Anyway, yeah. So I I didn't complete it without cheats first time I played it. Yeah. Okay, that's fair enough. And you played the first canonically release mode, the first three: Resident Evil, Resident Evil Direct Script, Resident Evil Two. Almost in reverse order. I played two first, that's when I got munched, and I played Director's Cut. Yeah. I cheated on that, and I played two, and I stuck with that scenario A and B with both characters until mm. I could do it. Mm. I First time I did it, I was on danger, and I had like three seconds left, but I completed it, at which point I screamed and threw the pad in the air, <laughs> and it dropped on my foot, and I was hopping, but mm. e- each time it was well worth it. Then I went back to the first Resident Evil, which was hands down the hardest. Mm. Hands down the hardest so, out of them three. I'll bring something up, right? This is a... For people who haven't heard it, this is me ruining a joke in um, uh, Favourite Games, which was the episode of the podcast that came out recently as we were recording this. So it came out Friday the 11th of May. Um, There's a section in that where Red Mage and I are discussing... um, reactions that parents have to you playing video games and I'd said <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'd said about because I was talking about Alien vs Predator mm. the Jaguar now you're walking around it's first person you're slowly yes, 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 yes. and instantly wallop the um, the face hugger gets yeah, you you yeah, don't yeah. hear it you don't see it it's just, just there yeah. and I remembered say I'd, I'd said that you know my dad uh, I lived in um, a block of flats at the, at the time and I'm sat playing and he's doing something in the kitchen thing wallop face hugger I'm like ah! at which point he came running in and said I thought you jumped out the window what happened I brought that story up and Red Midge gave us a, gave us a delightful little tale I was a kid and I managed to beat Giovanni for the first time I actually managed to beat him. I was like amazed or oh, the eighth gym Giovanni and I was like oh, yes I did it and I literally just started screaming and like jumping up and down, <laughs> waving my Game Boy around and my mum came charging into the lounge and was like, What's wrong? What's wrong? And I was like, Oh I beat a thing in my game and she just went, I thought you were being murdered <laughs> uh, 
screaming. I was there at that point. You didn't just scream. You ran to the front door. That's true. I ran to the... So obviously it would have been... Like so it was obviously right. understandable where he thought I'd thrown him off the off, off the balcony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just ran in. Have you thrown him off the balcony? I went, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yes, so that's a delightful little tale. Yeah. And I completely get that. Um, yeah. So what's your other game of confession? Then? My other game of confession, uh, confession is just a game I own. I okay, say oh. that I've actually played. Oh, is, no. this, is this the one I think it is? With the... Uh, the well, well, yeah, okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I actually own and have played at length at length. At length. Uh, the, the casino part, I had to get the B to do because it's so much better at card games than me. I have played at length and on Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball. Hang on. Not just one. Two of the games. <laughs> one on Xbox and one on Xbox 360. You, you uh, can't see it at the moment. I'm shaking my head. He's not just shaking his head, he's threatening me with a pitchfork. What I'm going to do is I will link in the comment, in the description, <laughs> a video. Right? I'll put a link to the trailer for the advert. Let me see if I can find it so I can show oh, it Oh, that to, one! To, oh. uh, here we go, because I'm going to have to give you sound so you can hear it. So, we'll, we'll watch this live. So this is the advert. <laughs> so the thing is, it was actually a different. It was a different commercial I was thinking of. But yeah, okay, sorry. Yeah, come on. I think I think the 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 advert's quite honest and basically, you know, it, it's... the one I was thinking of. That right? advert reminds me of. Did you ever see the advert for um, Spiderman Friend or Four? No. There's an advert for Spiderman Friend or Four, right? And mm. the whole point of it is, you you played a Spiderman, and it, if you're playing couch co-op, they can drop in, and drop out, and you mm. had. Like classic Spider-Man enemies, you could have as companions mm. in the main game. And the advert for it was, um, you can you can play the game, and your friend can drop in, and then you mm. can drop out and go do something. So, and then it was um, your friend was, um, and you needed to go off and fail an exam. You can do that, then you can go back in and play the game. Zombie apocalypse, some uh, house burning out, anything you want, they can drop in and drop out randomly while you play the game. <laughs> and it was just with the zombie apocalypse, you have three arms coming, and the guy just went. Oh, at the side it was just the, the advert itself didn't take itself seriously and I loved it we should maybe do a blog post on about adverts that the game adverts that don't take themselves seriously oh, you they, 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 they're different now aren't did, they you mean like Rick Mail did with Legend of Zelda on yes. the Game Boy that yeah. was that's the best so the Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball advert I can't <laughs> find right, yes. is we'll it it's it's a teenage kid playing the game and he's sitting with his mum and it's the same shots from the game, you know. Sure. The, what's the name? Yeah. Stretching and all that kind of thing. And then he reaches over, grabs a cushion and puts it on his crotch. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. That's the whole thing. <laughs> I mean, it's... Uh, you know, if you've enjoyed the game, you've enjoyed the game. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, um, yeah, well, you get what you pay for. Really, yeah, yeah, the thing well, is, that there's, no, there's no mistaking <laughs> what you're going to get if exactly. you're going to get that game. So, it's brutally um, honest. Well, uh, yeah, that's what I really How like. is the beach ball actually on it? I it's mean, really fun. <laughs> well, no, well, I, I, no, I mean, for the actual beach ball action, like the it's actual really... Volleyball yeah, the actual volleyball yeah, yeah. game. To be fair, the actual right? volleyball is, is quite well it's done. Got, yeah. it, it, it wouldn't matter. You could release a volleyball game... That, that had nothing to do with Dead or Alive, and it would still be exactly that. You know, it would still be received the same way, even yeah. if you released it. Because there are volleyball championships. Yes. If you released the official volleyball championship it video game, it would still have the same reaction. Why isn't that a thing? 
I'm sure EA could do it, couldn't they? For extending their sports range. Well, there probably are. There's games well, that I've never, I've never heard of. There's, there's like a, there's a handball game. They probably don't release it for the exact same reason, because then the only because if you can imagine, right, the 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 critic not the critical but the the reaction to it would be along the lines of, oh, here we go, another male fantasy game. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's how the. I mean, the the people who who buy that argument are a little. I I don't know. Just uh, maybe they should play some more video games themselves. Can (laughs) I just quickly mention because I mentioned something in the podcast that we're going to release after this, so it'll be a callback. I just want to confirm a call forward. I just want to confirm with Chief something I mentioned last time, which I didn't go into great detail. You want to confirm something that you mentioned next time? Yeah, next time. Okay. Oh dear. Do you remember when I first got Just Cause 3? I do, yes. And I, uh, I want to confirm these stories just so that I've actually got an actual confirmation. Yes. Can you just confirm that for 20 minutes I took exception to a static note? Yes, you did. I don't remember right. that. And I tried 20 to minutes, I'll never get yeah. back there. It's 20 minutes of me trying to crash into the building yeah. with, a, with a plethora of different co- um, vehicles, including dropping vehicles on the building and dropping planes crashing planes into the building and then can you also confirm that for a good 25 minutes I was trying to recreate a chase scene from Terminator 2 in a tunnel well I do remember that the, the chase scene <laughs> bit the, the, chi- the chief problem of that was, mm-hmm. was, was that well I, I don't know what the technical term for it is but do you know when you say you, you when you have a vehicle in the game you get out of it and you wander across somewhere else Mm. Uh, 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 different vehicle spawns. Yeah, yeah. You, you're not sure if the vehicle that you've left in place A is still going to be there, and it was fun watching you trying to recreate that scene whilst yeah, I, uh, I, I trying, think, to, trying to have the original anything, stuff I, doesn't disappear. I think it was easy to say that I got very emotionally invested in trying to yeah. trying to take down a static building that was invincible, it, and then trying my best to recreate a chase scene from Terminator Two. I, really, I got quite emotionally invested. Uh, didn't I? Just Cause Three is a very good game. To basically fuck about, it, it's um... yeah. it's 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 definitely a game where I th- I think I said to you um just just before you you left to go home I said uh, apparently this game's got a story but I haven't seen it yet. But it doesn't matter, is it? Cause, cause, because because the... I I think there's nothing more fun than diving off a really high place or mm. hijacking a, a, a an F sixteen or something. You're really high up mm. and then you get your glider on mm. and then there's me trying to glide just above the 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 ground, looking really cool, mm. zipping away one of you. Then I face plant a bale of hay and I stop dead. Mm. And in reality, that had snapped his neck and God knows how many places. I fused it together out of his backside. But in this game, you just hit it head on, then stand up and shake it off. Well, I don't think that's the only. Inaccuracy. <laughs> the game of just cause free and inaccuracies in the game. Let's face it. It's <laughs> uh, probably um, not its main its problem. But I know, but it was it was definitely hilarious. It was. It's, Bang, it's, it's face planting into buildings. It, yeah. um, I, I just I just wanted to get a confirmation, a call forward of that actually. That happened. did happen. Yes. I, I can't remember the exact incident, but I remember watching you play it, looking at the screen, thinking. What's going on? <laughs> what is this game? What what, what is going on? Is he just really hi- Is he just hijacking mopeds and flying them off cliffs or what? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But it, it, it was fun. It was fun. Oh, my personal favourite thing to do on that. I never got the hang of it. You could do um, like grip grip things. So you have a grip hook, and you could attach it to people, and then smack them into buildings and whatever. So what I do is I I grip uh, a tank, a yes. flamer tank, and I grip someone, and I shoot the tank and it's them flying off. Mm-hmm. Or I grip someone, and I'd attach him to a light a lighthouse, 
and they go flying towards it, then I'd I'd get rid of the grip on the lighthouse, so it'd slingshot the person off a cliff, and you'd hear this, and if you listen really carefully, you'd hear a, as they landed in the ocean. Exactly, man. Exactly. So, Chief, do you have any gamer confessions? I, I've, I've tried to think whilst you two have been talking about yours. Um, and this, I don't, this is just laying it on the line, being brutally honest. I, no, I, I yeah. don't mind if you don't have one. I, I think fun. I have a slight one, but, uh, um, but uh, it, it's another one about not completing things, I guess. Mm. Um, but um, as you well know, both of you know that I harp on about the Total War series quite a lot. And you probably think I probably finished the game, but I've only ever finished one game of Total War ever. What? Ever? I think that's perfectly fair because to complete a game, a game, not the game, a to sit down and start a game of a campaign of of whoever you've decided, it is virtually impossible unless you do like devote your life to it. Because there becomes a point in the mid game. Where managing stuff, t- managing a single turn, mm-hmm. takes an inc- well, takes quite a long time, yeah. and basically after that, you, you kind of know you've won, mm-hmm. but you're going through the motions to get to the whatever the required objective is. Yeah. I know I've won. The computer so, knows I've won. Yeah. So um, you never kind of go through to to, to, to the yeah. end point. So like, there's a, there's an episode of um, the New Game Plus podcast where. They um, they put out basically an audio recording of the three of them playing each other at Age of Empires, mm. and about two or three minutes in, they're describing to to I forget who they're describing it to. Like one of them has never played it, yeah. the other two used to play it a long time ago. Because there's three 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 guys on this podcast, and I forget who it was that hadn't hadn't played it in a while. Uh, who, who hadn't played it and they're describing the whole process and the whole process of Age of Empires is micromanagement yes and and that's fair until you get to a point where you have a sizable army and then you go and you know conquer yeah yeah whereas Total War is kind of that but backwards you do the conquering first and then you go or defending first, and then you spend the next three weeks micromanaging. Yeah, it, it, it's. Are you talking actual time or in game time there? Three weeks. It's real life. All right. It, <laughs> a campaign can. I mean, to, to be honest, it, it, it's in, you know you, you you get your you get your value out of it, mm-hmm. um, definitely. But it, it's just the most interesting part of the game is the beginning when you mm-hmm. once you've built your empire and then you kind of run it. It it's quite tedious because you're the only one running it. Well, at that point, what would be useful is if I could have other people run it for me, <laughs> which is which is what I guess an empire is. But um, yeah, so I never actually I finished it once. Finished it. F- finished the Rome one once with the Romans, mm-hmm. and then the others. I, nah, that just it just takes too long. It really does, doesn't it? And you're better off. Playing something else, <laughs> and so, hell yeah. an endorsement for the games you love so much. Yeah. So, well, yeah, uh, again, yeah, that's that's not a damning thing. I I do love the series, uh, but, but uh, mm. you know, I, I, the, it, you can't play it forever. Okay, one quick thing before wraps up, Chief. Have you got one game that was so diabolical 
mm. that you'd never play again. We, we mentioned like three, would you? And he, he mentioned one. Oh, now, we're, yeah. we're talking, now no, it, actually, G mentioned all three. I mean, this is the episode. Yeah. But, so this is for a future episode. A, fu- a future the episode. Next, yeah, the episode right. after this. So you, you, it doesn't have to be a game that's diabolically like really bad graphics or yes. game. It, it could be a game that you played and after you completely, well, I'm not doing that again. Mm. Or, or you, you were playing it for a while and a scene happens or something happens like a glitch or something something happens yes. that makes you go nope I'm done with it so I basically I don't want to play it anymore yeah, yeah. after I've played it once yeah. you, don't, you don't have to think of three you could just give us one I just I, thought I, I think I'd struggle we, we, to think we, of um, one off the, off, the, off, the, off the bat yeah we, we're gonna, we ask um, we're going to ask all people are on the show now yeah that's a difficult over. one um um, oh, 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 let's think of what I've played recently. Well, I'll tell you what, if you can't think of one immediately, that means that you need to have a think about it, right? I do. So how about you come back in... Yes! Episode 3, Chief uh, Chief Problems, Chief's Episode 3 mm. can be... I've had a bit of time to think about it. Think about it, yeah. I'll have um, to give a better answer, yeah. won't I? But, I but mean, that's fine. You, that, means, that means that you are gaming with a... 100% win streak. You've never played a game at the moment, is what you're thinking. You've never played a game that's made you want to go, oh god, oh god, never again. Oh no, there definitely have been. <laughs> that, don't get me wrong. That, that, I mean, you know, you, you know, I'm, I, 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 you do, I mean, I have a lot of problem with games, and some mm. people probably wonder, do, does he even like games at all? And I do, <laughs> but it's just, um, I'm very finicky about it. Um, I don't think I've ever had a game where I would refuse to play again. Um, you had a game where it was just like really bad rage quitting, then. If you bring up rage quitting... Rage quitting, I don't want to play again, it just frustrates you. The only game so. I probably had... If, if frustration is part of it, then it's got to be the football games. It, it has to be. Yeah. I think you've got, you hit me with a key word there, frustration. I've never not gone back to it, so I don't know if that doesn't qualify in your criteria of things mm-hmm. but with the old FIFA games <laughs> I, just pick a number whatever year they're all the same uh, but, but um, it's just it's just I think playing with friends it, it's it's better in some ways than playing against the AI because you, 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 you it, it's well, yeah, you can knock the pan out of their hands if they uh, uh, But it's also worse if you lose to them because although you're trying to be sportsmanly and generally. You no. still want to rub it in the face, don't you? Yeah, I mean, that's the whole point of playing with friends, isn't it? What's the point of playing if you can't tell them you beat them? Um, no, no, no. But, but you, you, you want to just have quite a sportsmanly game. But when you lose, it is very difficult to be polite because you're thinking, oh, you only won because of. This, this, and this. And I actually remember playing with one friend where I did get quite annoyed that they beat me. I was convinced I was going to win quite quite well, but he just, he just did this thing where he ran down the wing and he crossed the ball and he headed it in. And it really irritated me. It wasn't that he won, it beat me in a rubbish way, is what I'm trying to say. And so, so that added to the annoyance of it. And then there was a. And then. That's the problem with playing with people, obviously. But, <laughs> the problem the, with people as, is... As, as opposed to devils. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you play against the computer, it's enjoyable for the first time, but there is definitely a point where the computer... You, you can be winning 3-0, 4-0 or whatever, or whatever, doing really quite well, and then, like, 
and then the computer has like a skit out. It has a feeling that, no, you're definitely not going to win this game no matter what. And somehow the computer will just beat you and reverse the score. And there's nothing you can do about it. And the people who just say it, like, you're just not good enough, get good. No, that's rubbish. It's just absolutely Are you telling me FIFA cheats? I am essentially saying FIFA cheats. Sounds like Worms. There's a whole bunch of video games where the AI cheats. It, uh, it just, it just doesn't. And that wall that cheats. That's really bad for cheating now. Yeah. Narrated by Rick Mill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it does definitely cheat. It's probably not the only game that does this, like you say. That's the, probably the only game where I felt upset after playing. <laughs> but um, I have gone back to it, like I said. But I will give you a proper... I'll come back and give you and same thing of a game that I've actually played once and I thought, no, I'm not doing this again. They definitely they definitely exist, but I probably I probably erased them out of my mind. Um, but that's it, yeah. Okay. So I reckon that's going to do it for this uh, three-parter episode. Um, also, we're going to have oh. to get um, yeah, some... it's gone on for a while. We're, we're, we're going to have to get some Total War stuff out here as well, Chief. Yeah, I just yes. didn't think it fit into this episode. I, I, in, in, I, I, in, in a podcast or a blog. How about this? Right? How about this? We'll cut all this bit out. But how about this, right? Mm. So what we did. So what we've done this time is we've had uh, Squidgy try to convince Chief, who has never played a Sega Saturn, of he's trying to convince him of the the, the top five games to and, a, and an honourable mention games to play on the Sega Saturn. Yeah, yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to return the favour. We'll have Chief back on another time, and he'll do the same thing. But two Squidgy, as if uh, do the same thing, two Squidgy, but with the Total War games to see whether we can get him to play a Total War game. And so, or, or a strategy game, maybe, yeah, maybe any, better. Any kind of strategy yeah, game. Yeah, a, a strategy game may be more simple. But yeah. but it, it's um, it's a matter of preference, isn't it? it it's, uh, I understand people's resistance to it. I mean, there's about four people who play strategy games now, so... Yeah, and it's, you and I... <laughs> so, so, so he's in the majority, if anything. Yeah, usually so, yeah. That's what I literally yeah. just said. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, mean, I like the double use of the joke. I love it. I'm keeping that in. That's a um, shame, but, um, yeah. but yeah, it's... It's fine, it's fine. Yeah. Well, as long as I'm playing them, I don't care. <laughs> That's all right. We'll compile a list of strategy games that, uh, and puzzle puzzly strategy games that we should talk about. Mm. We'll talk about that and try and convince uh, Squidgy. Or you can even make uh, Squidgy lose his mind by making him play Dark Souls 3 all the way through. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, before he gets onto a tirade about Dark Souls 3, we'll call it quits there and uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll catch you again. We'll have you on again if you'd like. Oh. Um, you get a badge. Yeah, go on, Ed. Yeah. Oh, there you go. You can't, you can't keep a good man down. No, I just want a badge, that's all it is. I just want a badge, yeah. yeah. What the, where's this badge? Yeah, it's like, made him yet. Yeah, a pin badge that Squidgy's going to get manufactured for us. Lovely. So, I'm um, himself. It'll probably say Chef. Because <laughs> he'll misspell Chef. <laughs> I like it. That's a thing for a joke, man. I like that. Yours is saying Chef now. <laughs> <laughs> right, so. You've just wasted three lots of some time listening to the Waffle Taylor's podcast. Yes, I've stolen that one from the Stack Overflow podcast. Join us again next time where we'll be more than likely talking about something else that's a bit silly to do with video games. Um, 
and uh, make sure to go to the website waffletailers.rocks make sure to click through on if you're listening on a podcast click through to the show notes um, and take a look at them because there'll be some links and stuff links to the previous parts of this uh, episode and two things like the Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball um, trailer that we just put uh, that we just put Chief through and a bunch of other stuff uh, so yes head to the waffletailers.rocks website Check us out on whatever pod chaser that you use or check us out on. Right, so we are on. I'm going to do this list again. I keep doing this every time. We are on Spotify, Stitcher, Podchaser, pod, Pocket Casts, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Partridge in a Pear Tree, Nelly the Elephant, Michael Jackson. Wait, hang on. I've gotten confused now. So we're on a bunch of places. Head to our website, waffling-tailors.rocks for links to them to find out where you can subscribe <laughs> and, will, and, will, and you can find out all that kind of stuff. Check out our Twitter page at Waffling Tailors. You'll find some photos on there of this recording uh, session. Um, I wonder what you were doing. Yeah, so of this recording session there's a couple of photos of the of the room of the shelving Sunday system. Um, check out our, yeah, shelving Sunday, hashtag shelving Sunday. Um, check out our Facebook page we've got one of them all that kind of stuff um, Chief did you want to say something you had your hand up I, I, I was going to say yes had I done the exit yes it would have sounded more like this ah, I see I would have just gone like and subscribe bye bye and all the rel- and all the other bollocks and stuff you can look down there if you're interested look at the bollocks and <laughs> If you're interested, <laughs> look at the bollocks. The, the, but the bollocks is a term for. The, I, 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 I look at the, the unaffiliated bollocks. Yeah, that's right. The unaffiliated. The, the, the thing, what, what's the official term? The, the podcasty term. Um, Show the, notes. Yeah, the, the, the notes thing. The look in the bollocks bit and then click on the things and then. <laughs> like, your brain's leaking out your ears. And then, yeah. And then, and then like, like and subscribe. <laughs> Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise, the outro is as long as the intro. Well, no, it's not as long as the intro. <laughs> all but, those weeks ago when we recorded all those it, quite ago. literally. Yeah. Um, so yes, check out our website. Check out the show notes. Let us know what you think. Tell your friends about us because I'm sure that if you are enjoying the show and you have friends, because presumably you do. <laughs> Sorry, I had to interrupt. It just sounded like a frogman suggested that if you're listening to the show, you obviously don't have friends. But obviously, that's not what he meant. But it, for a moment, it just really sounded like <laughs> if you have friends, um, feel free to re- rewind back a little bit and hear that no, bit no, again. I'm leave that bit um, yeah, yeah. So if you have friends and you listen to this show, chances are your friends will probably like the show. Let them know about the show, send them a link. Whatever, get on, get on social media. Help us spread out. the waffles. That's it. We need to help spread the waffles. Tweet it out, Facebook it out. If you're doing Vine and Snapchat, is Vine still a thing? Snap, whatever. Just send out some links. Raise the waffle alarm. Let people know what we're doing, where we are, and how we're doing it. Yeah. And we will see you again next time. What does a waffle alarm sound like? <laughs> waffle, waffle. <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that whole thing. <laughs> Right, bye.
Intro music is Behind the Lines by Ian Sutherland. Outro music is I Need You Watashi no Sabate by GK. Spoiler break music is Spectrum Subdiffusion Mix by Phonics. See the show notes for more details. Is this still part one?